The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Literally right now, apparently Helder Costa's equalised against Geisley. <laughs> yes. Like this absolute second by the looks of Twitter. Helder Costa burst into life with a great solo effort. He works his way into the area before firing across goal and into the back of the net. 1-1. One, one. Uh, anyway, it's episode 50 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack and I'm joined by KC. Hello. Good afternoon. Yeah. It was weird because I never write anything down for an intro, but sometimes you get sent something for an introduction. <laughs> hey, I thought we it, it it started out very Alan Partridge. I thought that was that's what you were going with at first. Well, it is true that Hilda Costa does have a foot like a traction engine. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a while. It has. It's been a while. <laughs> no, we've uh we've missed about six seven weeks or something. Yeah, and to be fair, for uh, the first six. Not a whole lot happened. Yeah, sod all happened, and then we had a week of busy. Which yeah. is annoying, because his plan was to come back a week ago. Yeah, this should work out. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. We we haven't planned anything out. We'll just go through basically all the shit we've missed. We'll start with outs, of which most of these will take about five seconds. Uh, <laughs> just to go through them. Ekibanta, Trabs, Onspar's pretty much done. Idaguchi to Gamble Osaka, pretty much done. Uh, J. Roy Grotz gone on loan to Vitesse Arnhem for a year. And he looks very happy. Yeah, he's from Arnhem, isn't he? So, mm. but I d- He's not from Vitesse. No, there was, a, there was a question posed over whether he had any future at Leeds United, and the answer was no. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, not much to say about him. Uh, Poddy O'Connor's gone to Bradford. Good signing for them in League Two. Um, just while we're on Bradford, I have made a £10 bet with Bradford City fan and friend of the podcast, Mark Young, uh, saying that since Simon Grayson has taken the Blackpool job, that he will have them up in two years. Mark Young does not agree and said he's shit. Well, <laughs> we have different evidence bases for that based on how he did it us and how he did there. Yeah, I suppose that's probably, that's probably he feels about Grayson how we all feel about Warnock. If you're a you know if you're a Sheffield United or Cardiff fan or anyone like that, you probably hold him in much higher esteem. Yeah, and we we provably can see how shite he actually is. It just worked everywhere else except us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, O'Connor going. It's a it's one of them. He, he did okay the few games he was called upon, and but he needs to play. Uh, someone else who needs to play Tyler Denton's gone to Stevenage we pretty much figured he'd go this summer yeah again he'll go get some first team football and, and maybe he'll work his way back up the league He's he's got a bit of pace which will work for him cause Stevenage are league two aren't they I think so yeah so I think that'll probably work in his favour um, good luck to him and he's he'll always have his debut goal yeah outside at foot screamer against Luton which was a really good goal I think his dad put it on Twitter today as well. There's, there's not many people will score a debut goal for the club they support. So, you know, like I say, good luck to him. Yeah, uh, Louis Coyle's gone back on loan again to Fleetwood. Only six months. Which really, yeah, but the other two have been six months, haven't they? And then extended in uh, January. Maybe, um, as we'll come on to the, the incomings soon, my thinking is at this point, else will realise we need another centre-back. Boom, Louis Coyle centre-back. Yeah, that's what... Is that his plan, do you reckon? Uh, Who knows? I, I thought that Coyle was either going to get a go or be sold in this window, so I was completely wrong. How many points off is that for the pre-season predictions? <laughs> uh, we'll, I need uh, a head start here. <laughs> uh, now on to the ones that, uh, that will provoke a little bit more discussion. Uh, Malik Wilkes and Apo Halmer have both gone to Barnsley on permanent deals. Halmer pretty much fell out of the first team the second half of the season, didn't he? Because he had that, that couple of games when Cooper was out injured when we had him, Janssen and Phillips. That was around Christmas, wasn't it? We had those three as centre-back for a few games. Yeah, he had his first start. His first start with Bristol City at home, wasn't it? We won 2-0 because Will Huffer was in goal as well. Yeah. 
Uh, he did really well when he came on away at Sheffield United mm. when Cooper went off injured. And he, he did okay and scored in the uh, away at QPR in FA Cup third round. Yeah, and then I think as as you kind of noted through more through the under-23s, Stroike really kind of picked up in the second half of the year. Yeah, he really, really improved from sort of January to March. He stepped up a mile. It's good because he's probably second-choice centre-back now. Mm. So is, is, is Halmer a little bit unlucky considering how few defenders we've got? Yeah, at the same time, you, you kind of think um, he's probably not the ball-playing defender that, that Bielsa is looking for. I think he, he, he certainly has his use. He's a big lad, knew how to use his size well. But it's just not the sort of player Bielsa is looking for. And given that we kind of seem to be checking under sofa cushions for loose change... It's not surprising that we've sold him to to get some money in. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't actually seen a fee released, but I'm going to guess about three quarters of a million and some add-ons. Yeah, it, it seemed reasonable. I mean, I don't think he's commanding a great fee. No, I mean we will have made a, pro- a slight profit on him, but how how old is he? 22? 21? Twenty-one, I think. I'm not hundred percent sure they, though. So again, you de- I dare say they put a sell-on clause in there uh, in case. He develops a bit more at Barnsley and gets sold on. Yeah. I, I, I like Halmer, but I don't think he's going to be. I think that the championship's as high as he will climb. Yeah, there, there was nothing in those performances that kind of that made him stand out any more than being a big central defender. Yeah. Uh, one who seemed to have a little bit more potential, Malik Wilkes. He did really well at Donny last season. Uh, had a pace, bit of trickery, and I really thought he might get a chance until we signed Helder Costa. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough one because I think his primary position is as a striker, and that's realistically looking at the the options we have. That's not where he's going to get any game time. Bamford's, you know, probably going to be well. Bamford and Roof, as it is at the moment, are probably going to be the two splitting time up there. You've also still got Edmondson. You've got Temenoshkov. Wilkes is, again, just he's into his 20s now. And realistically, there's there's not going to be a whole lot of game time for him. Yeah. Uh, as he's young English and a forward, I'm going to guess he probably was a slightly bigger fee. Because, again, they haven't released that. Maybe one and a half with an sell on. Yeah, and again, like you say, he's come off a he's come off another good season. Um, it, it's two years now where he's had you know some uh, some good reviews. I know he didn't score a lot of goals, but Accrington seems to think highly of him. And the, I think he did okay at Notts County as well, didn't he? When he was there, yeah. So I, th- I think he's definitely there's definitely something there. And again, maybe he'll kick on a bit more, getting regular first team football. At least he doesn't really have to move either, which yeah. is you know a bonus. It's not too much of an upheaval if you're only moving an hour down the road or whatever it is. So, good luck to both of them. It's quite nice that at least, well, I say that I say they'll know each other, but with how much Wilkes has been out on loan, he probably doesn't have a clue who Apo Halma is. Yeah, I, um, you can just see the 2-1 defeat coming, can't you? Oh God. It's a towering header from Malik Wilkes. <laughs> and a wonderful dribble <laughs> dribble and finish by Apo Halmer. Now the, just, uh, uh, I was going to say, just before we move on to the next one as well, I have realised uh, Liam Kitching's not on our list of, of players out. Oh yeah, he's gone to Forest Green, hasn't he, on a permanent? Yeah, another one who... There was, there was promise there, but you kind of got the feeling that given he spent two seasons at Harrogate, hadn't really moved up that again he wasn't going to be going much further than that now but in fairness to him he's done pretty well there to do a year in conference north and get promoted and then do well in conference and then and then get a league club yeah seems to get himself two or three goals each season as well goal Shackleton lifts the ball over the Geisley defence Costa <laughs> provides a volley to assist Boguts who finds the back of the net ah, back of the go. net <laughs> So it's two one to Leeds. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yeah, um, Turn it around. Yeah, now now that Kitchen's got I mean Kitchen he seems to be 
he seemed to have done well at Harrogate, so if he's, if he does well in League Two, he might be able to come up the leagues a little bit. But he was never going to get yeah. a go. It just seems weird, again, because we have no defenders. Uh, we'll get this one out of the way first, because this one we... I mean, I, we actually saw both of these transfers come in, just not in the way that one of them happened, because we did predict that they would both go. But uh, Jack Clark uh, has gone to Spurs and come straight back. Uh, Phil Hay said that the upfront fee was about £9.5 million. There's been different fees floating about, but I'll trust Phil. Yeah, it all seems to be in that ten million region, and I don't think anyone's that bothered half a million either way. Yeah, there'll be add-ons and a sell-on fee. Do we? Basically, it's not about you know should we have not sold him and stuff because we'd have liked to have not to, but we all knew this was coming. It's just a thing of do you think that the fee we've got is reasonable? I think it all depends on how you get the add-ons. You know, Spurs. Spurs for the most part do a good job of bringing young players on. So I dare say, there's probably at least another. You'd say at least another two million or so that we can probably get on in once he's made a certain number of appearances, or if he makes his England debut, something like that. I get the feeling it's probably not much higher than that, but I, then you'd hope there's a, a half decent sell-on percentage as well. Yeah, we were but saying just, we were saying before the break that. It's whether it's like fifteen percent or five percent. Yeah. The... By the way, apologies. Just opening a beer. Didn't want to cut okay. you off with it. Oh, sorry. I thought uh, I thought Geisley might have equalised. I think I think we've probably lost a million or so in the deal getting him back for the season. I I would like to think because the deal was done at the same time that there isn't a loan fee involved. I ima- yeah, I imagine that just kind of cancelled it out. Yeah, I would like to think that it's nine and a half million plus you're getting back on loan. This is like one of the clauses. Yeah, and it makes sense. Um, as good as as good as Spurs are bringing young players on, the, from what I've seen of Clark, this this probably isn't the season for him. No, he's not ready yet to play in a team that got to the Champions League final this year. The the one thing I think would be interesting to see is how much he plays in the first half of the season because I dare say if he doesn't feature that much that Spurs would probably look to try and bring him back yeah and I mean we'll come on to it later but you would think I I think that Hernandez on the right and Costa on the left is probably what we'll end up with first game but there's also Harrison as well who Bielsa really likes and to be honest, I can see now in the Min Fully Fit as going back to Douglas and Alioski. Because he really likes Alioski. He I does. Think he do- and he does rate Douglas. I, I think Alioski's going to end up on the bench, but we'll probably come on to that more when we talk about the ins. Uh, so I guess we, we both, the, the fee's okay. Because we do have him built up in his heads, but it, we do have to remember he's only started four championship games. But one of them was, wait, did he start the Aston Villa game at home? Oh, sorry, away. Uh, no, I think he came on at half time in that. Ah, oh, so yeah, brilliant. I mean, that that's probably about as good as it as it got with him. It was that half of football when he tore? Was it El Mahamedy? Yeah, because he was he was on the left wing for that when he cut inside and scored. Yeah, he ripped him to shreds, didn't he? Yeah, and like you say, I think it's good for us that we've got him back. We've got options now on the wing that we didn't have last season, which is which is strange to think about in it when we've essentially just made. The, the one signing for winger, but I do think Costa's made a big difference. Yeah, and then uh, probably the main event, someone who we did say we think could go, but I was thinking like 12, 13 million to a Premier League club. So Pontus Janssen's gone to Brentford for five and a half million. I guess we should handle this in two sort of directions. First of all, uh, should we have let him go at all? Yes, for the right price. Because I think, I think it, you know, even everything that Ponsus said, his ambition was to, pl- was to play in the Premier League. So I think if that sort of an offer comes in, I don't think it would have done us any good to stand in his way. And if he has fallen out with Bielsa, which by all accounts he has a bit, if Bielsa wants him out, all my eggs are in the Bielsa basket. So fair mm. enough. Yeah, I think I, th- I think most people have agreed that it's just that it. I mean, five point five million pound. 
to to a a team who if Brentford get it together, I'm going to phrase it as promotion rival. That is very much what I was thinking. Because uh, they've signed some good players. I know they've lost concert to Villa today or yesterday. One of the two, but he's a. Uh, it's, it's, they're looking good and they've just signed a like Denmark's under 21 captain from Celta Vigo as well it's a good signing that <clears throat> Jensen I, I, I've never seen him play but he's, the reviews I've read seem quite strong read Kasper Sloth yeah the, uh, one of the other things with it only being five and a half million is he had three years left on his deal now what do we reckon that Jansen will have been on once he signed that new five year deal so I saw it somewhere earlier that it was only 16,000, but I don't believe that. Right. If it was 16, then I mean, I'm, it's a little bit late in the day for me to do that exactly, but that'd be what? Because like, he, he didn't put in a transfer request, did he? No. Right. Well, then that means we still have to pay up his contract. Mm. And if it's 16 grand a week for three years, that's basically two and a half million pounds. Yeah. So that means we're getting three million quid for well, third, fourth best defender in the league. Now, there's a lot of people. Uh, I kind of wish that we had because I've I've spoke to a few people with this, and it's not an unreasonable thing to think. There's a lot of people don't rate him as highly as I do. Like I was talking to uh, one of his mates, little Danny. He doesn't rate him that highly. There's a couple of people in the office who say him. Even everyone agreed that the fee was way too low, but I think that he's a lot. I think he's really good. And I think, I think he there's four or five Premier League teams that he walks into. Yeah, the one and the one we banded around. We've said it on here before, and I think every time we've spoken to each other outside of the podcast, I think Southampton's always kind of been the one we've leaned towards. Yeah, because they end up playing like Yoshida and stuff, and he's definitely a lot better. It's just, I, th- I think the thing that disappoints me is that I understand that clearly things have got to a point with Bielsa and Janssen where they they couldn't work together anymore. That's fine, but to to essentially show your hand and start offering him around as as seems to have been the case, which you know completely low, which I think takes a few million off his price tag straight away, is disappointing. I you know I I think this part of it needs to be you know a reasonable understanding of okay, let's be professionals here. Let's wait for a reasonable bid to come in because I I, I think a bid would have come in during the summer. I've no doubt about it. There's definitely interest in him. And, you know, hold out for an extra few million. But by shopping him around, and I think everything's just come out so publicly, it just, you know, I think it just completely devalued him. And I think it's almost shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Uh, do you think, though, that there is some truth to this not great in the dressing room stuff? Because it's been in enough places... It doesn't. It wouldn't surprise you. He's very much, you know. I think we all get the impression he's very much a an individual. He's a bit nas- He's a bit of a narcissist, isn't he? Yeah, and you, and you can see in some of his behaviour. I think I don't. There's no doubting that he that he that he cares. You know, I think he really does. But I think some of the way he he shows that is look at me yeah you know whether it's whether it was just kind of the the way he was after the derby game uh closing was it a doma down at the uh in the villa game when we were letting them go through just certain things like that it's it's just it's disappointing i think he but you can understand why he could be disruptive yeah it's a it's just really disappointing because he was one of the ones that is, it was one of the players that I really liked. Uh, by the way, full full time with with one two one at Geisley. Oh, we've turned it around. Yeah. We're looking good for Australia now. Yeah, good to good to know. Uh, so now that's the outs done. I'm as I said, I'm really disappointed about the Janssen one, uh, and what appears to be his replacement. Because it's not like we're being linked with centre backs all over the place. Ben White on the season loan from Brighton. It's it's n- it's not the name you want in. I think he's from what I've heard, and I, I can't claim to have ever seen much of him. From what I've heard, he's he's a good young central defender, but when you're losing a 28 year old international central defender, that's not exactly what you're looking for as a replacement. No, he. Uh, 
from the stuff that I saw, there was uh, this guy called uh, Rams. Uh, it's like Sferinus, who's a you know works in football data and analysis and analytics and all of that stuff. And he did a profile on him. And what stood out was his defensive duels weren't particularly great, but the way he passed the ball and his uh, progressions from deep and stuff were really quite strong. So he does seem like... Actually, what was it? Like his his passing that went, was it like 30, 40-yard passing was was quite accurate? Yeah, he he seemed like the sort that would suit Bielsa. And apparently Bielsa was very on board with him coming in, Mm. which is a good sign. I try, you know, I think we all have a lot of trust in Bielsa and I think Orta has done a lot in the last year to kind of He's still not he's still by no means perfect in everyone's eyes, but he is he's considered a lot better than he was a year ago. Yeah. You know, we definitely need another central defender. Yes, absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that we and I think if you're looking to strengthen somewhere now that he's gone a, a strong central defender is what we need. Yeah, um, we obviously we've mentioned that Clark's come back on loan. We've also got Jack Harrison back on loan. With an op- there is an option on that to make it permanent at the end of the season, but I'm going to guess that's an option for quite a lot of money. And it's if he comes good and we go up, basically. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. I I don't think he'll get the game time that he was the second half of last season. No, although to be fair to him, uh, obviously I would mention it. We we played York last night. Did you actually get to see much of it? I only saw the last 20 minutes once we'd made all the changes. Ah, right. He, re- I know it's only York and it's for first friendly. You can't really read much into it, but for what it's worth, he played really well. Scored two, set one up, looked really confident on the ball. Hey, look, we might as well just mention the York game now because I did actually, I saw, like, basically up until the changes is what I saw, actually, which is quite handy. Uh, they played really well, knocked the ball around really comfortably. They looked really fit for the first friendly. Uh, some really good interchange. Uh, Bamford and Roof both were able to play together, which was a good sign. Uh, Hernandez absolutely ran the show, and Alfie McCalmont played the Phillips role and looked like looked every bit one of the senior squad. It's good to hear with him. Uh, he you know, obviously he was someone you'd kind of picked out towards the end of last season who would who'd look good with the 23s and then he had that move to train with the Northern Ireland first team as well as KC gets hit by a train I know right I think like not that you can get to it but I think it's a solid 100 yards until you're on some train lines from my Mm. house but it is also really hot so I do need the window open yeah but yeah you know it's good to see the the progress with McCall Martin see he's kind of being considered for that first team role anyway. Yeah, there, there's been a few others come in. Um, Liam McCarran from Carlisle, a uh, young winger, kind of pacey direct. I, I hadn't seen him play, but uh, I don't know if you've seen him, but uh, Gab Sutton, he's, he writes on the Football League quite a bit. He got back to me when I was asking, you know, if anyone had seen much of him. And he was saying, you know, quick, direct, skillful, likes to beat a man. And it, it, his quote is, it, it's the sort of player that we've seen develop under Bielsa quite quickly. Yeah. And the Carlisle fans all seem to rip him as well, which is something. I was going to say, part of the deal was, was was this the deal as well where Carlisle will get one of our under-23s on loan as well in return? I don't know if that was officially part of the deal, but their manager did mention that in like his quotes to the media, he said, well, Leeds have been, he, he was basically praising the way we've gone about it and stuff and saying, we have a good relationship with him now and maybe we'll be able to get something out of it later. Mm. So I think it might be one of them where in a couple of weeks when we know where everyone is, yeah, uh, we might see a couple go up there. Send A.D. White there, he did well there. <laughs> SPL's Amy, Amy White. Yeah, yeah, it was good to see he's, he's alive. Yeah, it says a lot Still about. With us. It does say a lot about the SPL that you know, having not been able to get fit and not really be able to make it work at League One or League Two level, he's immediately up at heart. Well, I mean, if Paul Heckingbottom can get a job in the top division, then anything's possible. Yeah, I suppose anything is. Uh, we have extended our number of kids nicked from Barcelona B. I say nicked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are poaching these kids. Yeah. Released is probably more accurate, <laughs> but. Uh, 
you, you don't want to live in Barcelona, lads. Come to Weatherby. <laughs> no, Weatherby's all right. Fraser has come to beast. <laughs> no, uh, well, yeah, live live near the ground. Bus it to Weatherby. Yeah, uh, Rafa Mahika is the main one on uh, from Barcelona B. He's expected to go straight into twenty threes. He played he played for twenty minutes that I didn't see. Uh, but he apparently got in behind a couple of times. Decent movement. One thing I did see with one that Chancey missed is that he's bigger than I realised. Despite being fit, and he's fairly quick. Are you thinking he's small because he's Spanish? Basically, yeah. Uh, okay. He looks to be a little bit further ahead in his development than Temenushkov, but again, we haven't seen enough to know. And they've also brought in Giel Amor, who's going to go into the... Uh, the under-18s, who's like a young centre-mid. Uh, but I think that signing him, if he isn't very expensive, is a long-term thing, because his dad runs La Masia. Yeah. And I think it's a... To give us the lads who aren't going to make it here that we that might be a project for us. Yeah, if there's one that you don't, that you get rid of who you don't think is going to make it, but you don't think he's a million miles away. Send him to Beeston. Yeah. <laughs> I say, they, literally all, all that I could gleam about him was who his dad is and that his dad played for Spain and scored at Ellen Road in Euros. Uh, but there was uh, one Australian Leeds fans got back to me on Twitter because he, he was a young player at Adelaide United when his dad was manager there. And he said he looked good wow. then, but it was 15 and you don't really know what you're seeing at that age. Basically, it's Freddie Adu. Uh, we've, we have, uh, we've nicked a quite highly rated kid by the sounds of it as well. This sounds brilliant. Alfie Hughes uh, decided to leave Man United and come to us. And Man, Man United nicked him off Middlesbrough. D- d- this is the worry, because he's he's moved around a bit. He's a bit of a mercenary for a 16-year-old. But he turned, what was it, he turned down a scholarship with Man United to, to come to us. Yeah, I think it's, in theory, it's a sensible move. He thinks he's got a better chance of playing here. And fairly realistic. Yeah, I'm sure that he's thinking. I'm sure his plan in his head is, I'll break into this team by the time I'm 17, and when I'm 19, if Leeds haven't moved up, I'll move up. Well, I mean, if he, it's a, it's a sensible move, especially at that age, because I think I as as much as I'll ever want to hate on teams like Man United and, and Chelsea, I dare say they have some of the best, better, sorry, best youth coaches in the world. And I think he'll have had, uh, yeah, and Middlesbrough have got a good reputation as well. Yeah, it's the second one via Middlesbrough that we've got. Because uh, mm. I think that we did mention it, but he's sort of the third relatively high-profile schoolboy-ish signing that we've made. Because uh, we got yeah. that Morton Spencer, who was like an England under fifteen international and very highly rated, and he came from Borough. And apparently turned down Man City to come to us, and uh, Stuart McKinstry from Motherwell, who was on their, oh, was on bench for a league game last season. Mm. Uh, he was on the bench. He was on the bench at Guysley today. Was McKinstry? I don't actually know if he got on because I didn't see it. Yeah, uh, I know no Noan Kenny Noan Kenny was on the bench as well, and I know that he's uh, he's been very highly rated by a lot of people. I think between. The success that our under-18s have had, and I know they're not in the same division as as the Premier League teams, but you can only beat what's in front of you, and they've done that essentially for two years now. Um, the under-23s have been successful, and you factor in the fact that Bielsa lets, oh, has the young players. You know, He's got the under-23s training with the first team, and I dare say if there's anyone showing promise in the under-18s, he'll you know, he'll definitely give them a run in the, you know, training with them as well. So it makes sense when you've got someone who's that open to looking at the younger players, uh, especially when you think of some of the bigger teams where realistically you're not going to get that sort of opportunity. Yeah, we uh, the under-16s as well, just through the summer, do you see they won a cup competition in Portugal? Yeah, went all the way to Portugal to beat Nottingham Forest in the final. Yeah, Espacende Cup. I've, I do actually have all the details on here but you know they they beat some teams they lost a couple of games in the group stages they beat Forest on penalties in the final uh, but there was a few names kept popping up with goals like Morton Spencer got a few who we mentioned before Matada Al-Jahadmi he scored a few interesting uh, and Keenan Carroll 
Well, I know Seb Carroll was tweeting about it. Yeah. And he showed a clip of someone scoring, so I'm assuming that's his lad. Yeah, that's his lad. Uh, but yeah, he seems to. His name popped up a fair bit. Oh, good. Again, good to see them being successful. Yeah, nice to see. I, I just find it strange that we've. It's just a very odd thing of of playing in a tournament in. Was it Portugal? Uh, yeah, it was. And then you play Nottingham Forest in the final. Yeah, there was a few teams from all over, a few French teams. There was a Brazilian team in it that we played. Yeah. So we'll uh, see. But there's one other transfer that. Although his name has come up because he scored literally as the podcast started. But <laughs> Helder Costa. I think, yeah, I think we're all very happy with that signing. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I figured that it would be a loan with a view to a permanent. But the permanent's already done. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, it was a season long loan with a 50 million fee, which are from what I'm hearing is going to be paid over the four years of his contract that will start at the end of this season. Yeah, and I think the 15 million includes the loan fee. Yeah, again, you, you'd, you'd think so. So it's like 2 million now for the loan fee and then 13 million over four years. So it's basically 15 million over five years. Yeah. Which for FFP, that seems like a pretty solid deal. Yeah, it's, it seems... Uh, to be honest, it wasn't really until this deal that I'd, I realised you could spread the payments out over the length of someone's contracts in terms of financial fair play anyway. Yeah, it's a bit... Well, I think that's how a lot of these deals get done. Where you're like, what's a championship team doing spending X amount on a player? Yeah. But it, that seems to be the way that everyone gets around it. But this... We haven't had many where we've signed someone and have gone, all right, there we are. That's a proven top quality for this level addition. And this really does seem like that. It seems like a player who could play in the Premier League and has done last season. He is our, I'm assuming so anyway, he is our second highest uh, transfer of all time. Yeah, I I'm, I never actually checked this, but when it happened, I was saying, I think there's only Rio Ferdinand that was more than that. Yeah, Fowler was 11, Viduka was 9, Decor was 7.2. Um, I can't think of anyone else that would have got close to that. So, yeah, once we get to the summer, he will slot into second place. So, I, in theory, as of at this moment, we have him for five years now. Yeah. And he's like, the right age and everything. It really does seem like a very good deal. Uh, I'm, and I think he he was highly thought of by Wolves as well. They put together that nice little compilation video when he left, and then we also used the same video as uh, "Look what we've just bought." Yeah, I think they they realised that he's a good player, but he's just not quite good enough to play for him every week. You know, I'm sure that he would have got on the bench plenty if he'd have stayed and got a few games, but. They're really trying to progress quickly, so I think there's a decent chance that they're going to sign another winger. Yeah, I mean, when you've got their links and the money, it's they they have a lot of options for players that they can look at, and if you've got those options, then you might as well move players on. Yeah, um, but it's great for us. We've got a player of him of his quality in. Yeah, no, I'm really pleased with that signing. He'll be and. The idea of a left-hand side of Costa and Barry Douglas, well, that worked out quite well before. No, hey, it's Gianni Alioski. It's going to be overlapping Costa on the left-hand side. <laughs> With, But Douglas is going to play. He's going to be centre-back because we haven't got any. <laughs> Douglas, centre-back. Berardi, centre-back. Ailing, centre-back. Right-wing back, Jack Clark. Yeah. Left-wing back, Alioski. Uh, into, I mean, there's been loads of little bits of news, but most of it's long enough ago that it's not worth touching on. Uh, it's probably worth touching on the Gary Monk thing. Oh, he's a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the minute, they are only allegations, but it doesn't read well for him. It appears that he has been basically signing players and getting James Featherstone, his agent, rich by doing so. But it could be... It's collusion, the word for yeah, this Yeah, collusion. It, it could all be completely innocent, and uh, legally speaking, it is. But 
there was stuff involving us uh, where, like, apparently we'd negotiated a three and a half million pound deal for Ashley Fletcher that didn't go through, and then he went to Middlesbrough, and suddenly it was six. With Featherstone acting as the selling agent and stuff, it was. Can I say I'm really glad we didn't sign Ashley Fletcher? Yeah, because uh, he hasn't been great, has he? No, and and to be fair, if you're Gary Monk, like I say, it's just best practice wiping a laptop. Yeah, getting rid of everything, every shred of not evidence. There's no evidence on there. Just deleted his football manager saves, and I didn't want anyone else picking it up and claiming his hard work. Yeah. Um, did you see the Brian Dean stuff as well? No, this is literally the first I've read about this. Oh yeah, Brian Dean is the new owner of Kosovan's side KF Ferizai. Uh Now he had said on Twitter. Because he was one of the ones being most eloquent when they made this Rooney... I, I know that Arts isn't called the Rooney Rule, but that's what it is. It's how it's best known. Yeah, um, when the EFL brought that in, uh, he was one of the ones most vocal in support of it. Because he said he's done with management. He's so He got so pissed off with it. And he is yeah. one of the great examples of it. Because it's not that he didn't get jobs, he didn't get an interview. And having gone and done two... I mean... The job he did at Sarpsborg was objectively... Like, what he did at Sarpsborg was harder to do than what Solskjaer did at Mulder. Yeah, he's he's gone abroad. Speak, and, I, and I appreciate that in Scandinavia, they are probably better at speaking English than a lot of other parts of Europe, but he is. I, I thought you were going to say a lot of other parts of England, to be fair. Well, yes. But yeah, he's gone abroad, and... We've seen with other men, we've seen when Gary Neville went to Valencia, it went horribly wrong. You know, he's gone abroad and he's been successful. Mm. And like I say, he can't even get his foot in the door for an interview. You know, the thinking being, oh, well, you need to go get experience. He went and got experience and not just managed the team for six months and then got sacked. He he did a good job for, what was it, two years he was there? Yeah. I mean, they were comfortably smallest budget in the league and stuff, and he outperformed that every time. And he nearly signed Ben Parker for them as well. Yeah. Which I'd love to have seen Ben Parker playing in Sweden. Do you want to try that country again? Norway. There we go. Fin- Finland, Denmark, delete is applicable. Yeah, um, I suppose we've, we've, we're just about caught up now. The only thing to talk about are a few of them. Well, one's not a rumour, one is happening. It's been out as news. Leeds are in talks with Calvin Phillips over a new deal. Yeah, we've turned we've turned down a couple of bids from Villa. The highest believed to have been fifteen million. Was well, it the one that David Anderson in the mirror said it was either? I think it was yesterday. Was that it was eleven million? Oh, that's that's pathetic. Yeah, apparently Leeds was still saying no nope, thirty. Yeah, well, that's what you might as well do. If he's someone who, if he doesn't want to leave, then that's what you can do. No, we should treat him like Villa treated Grealish. Yeah, you want him, you can have him, but this is what you are paying. Uh, this is the fee, and that's that. It's not like he's only got one year left on his deal. Worst case scenario, we don't have a great season, and we sell him at the end of this season. And yeah, maybe instead of the 20-something we might get now, if it all went wrong, maybe we'd only get 15. But that's worth the risk. Yeah, I mean, he is an integral part of this team now, after the way he played last season. If we sold him for ninety for twenty nine point nine five million, I think that the fan base would turn on Radrizani. I know you get the odd one now, but I mean I think the only way that people might accept it is if if they said all the way through, no, thirty million is the price we can't afford to turn down. And if Villa came in and said, Okay, he's thirty million, I think people would be pissed off but they could live with it. Mm. I think if it was if it was one pound less, I think there'd be a proper full on turn on him. And to be fair, at his age as well, you'd expect to sell on claws as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I think I said last season, I, even more so than Hernandez, when we didn't have him, we just didn't look the same. Yeah. I, I think the times we kind of struggled one again that Christmas period when he went to centre back. And we had all the times when we tried playing Phillips, Forshaw and Click as as our three kind of midfield or central midfield three. Mm. But he him and him as the defensive midfielder, that holding midfielder was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, uh, for which the as I say, I only actually got to properly see the opening half hour of the Geisler game when I was travelling here. Phillips was really deep. He played as like a centre back. 
So he is still thinking about that. But the way Ben White played, he really liked to get his foot on the ball and come out with it. And he drift and he seemed naturally predisposed to be the inside right. So I think Phillips dropping in between Cooper and White does in terms of the player roles, I think it suits them all very well. Yeah. I mean, if, it's one of the things that Janssen did like to do was was bring the ball out of defence. And while I would never go as far as to say that Janssen was... I don't think I'd ever say he was a brilliant ball-playing defender, but I think, he, I think he did it better than Cooper did. I think he's someone who would get his head up and look to bring the ball out at times. And to be fair, like at times you get him full-on charging over the halfway line. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's what Ben White's going to bring to us, but I'll 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 tell you what one clip I did see, and I only saw the one clip, but the Twitter reaction because again I didn't get to see all the second half of the York game. People sounded very impressed with Oliver Casey. I've only seen him. He played one under twenty three game where he played ninety minutes last season, and he was like seventeen at the time, and I thought he did really well. But he was apparently very similar, very confident on the ball, bringing it out well. I will say, so I, like I said, I probably watched the, the last 15, 20 minutes of the game mm. yesterday and I was out having lunch. I was watching it on my phone and I didn't have my headphones, mm. but uh, Casey was definitely a name I heard a couple of times. And, and to be fair, again, by that point, one, the game, obviously the game was gone by that point, but it was quite nice to see us moving the ball across the back, looking for those openings on the wings, looking for the overload. Mm. Um, the group that went on seemed to get it, which which was nice to see. And, yeah. and obviously, as we've said, with the way the twenty threes have been playing, it's not it's not really a change for them now. It's something they've got used to, so they can more easily make that step up. Yeah, that's something that uh, we didn't mention actually, because it all happened while we were away. But uh, I think keeping hold of Carlos Corbran was very important as well. Yeah, it was it was good to hear. It had been disappointing i know because obviously he he has the links to what's the group called in qatar that we're linked with. yeah he he has links to them previous from before his time with those doesn't he i think i think there's a i think there's a few yeah but and obviously everyone was worried that he'd fancy a management job yeah but i can understand i, I think he's made the right decision because if leads don't go up i think he he is immediately one to three favorite for the job yeah, and you'd you'd imagine clearly Bielsa thinks highly enough of him to have kept him around. Thinks highly enough of him to develop the or play the younger players in the same system and, and the same mm. style. Uh, you, and I think with someone like Bielsa, if he wouldn't have been happy with the work he was doing or the way he was going to have that team play, he wouldn't be here. No, it is. So I and I can imagine that Bielsa might be inclined to, you know, kind of say to Kinnear and, and Rad, Radrazani and all to have a look at this guy. Yeah. Uh, well, really, all we've got left is the rumours, and there's only a couple that are worth giving time to. I mean, there's the Welbeck one, which was literally started by the square ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good listening to their podcast and hearing them talk about that. Yeah, um... There was stuff about Gary Cahill, but I don't buy that for a second. Uh, he's not going to be an hour wage budget at all. No, and he also is very much not a Bielsa signing. No. Uh, but there's one out, one in. Uh, Rangers are linked with Roof if they sell Alfredo Morelos. Who's going to, like, outside of him going back, you know, or leaving the country... Can't see anyone in the UK wanting. What did he get? Five red cards last yeah. season. He's got a bit of talent, Morelos. He's quick, strong. He's. I was going to say he's a decent finisher. It depends on his day because God, he misses a lot of sitters as well. Mm. Like I think he'd score a load of goals in the championship, but he'd also miss a load of chances and maybe cost you long term. He's one of them men. His disciplinary issues. Are, he makes Berardi look like a saint. You know, I work over here with with a couple of Scottish lads and. And one of them is a Rangers fan. I just said to him, like, if you're Steven Gerrard, after the third red card, what what do you say to someone then? Like, do, do you need to see, you know, do you need to see a psychologist or something? Like, what can I do to help you? Because there's only so many times you can get mad at someone before. It's just, how does this keep happening? If I remember rightly, he got sent off five times, and I think three of them were against Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> 
loves Aberdeen. Just leave me off the team sheet for that one, Gaffer. Just hates shit. Hates Logan so much. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Aberdeen's away kit this season? Is that the gold thing? It's a very shiny gold kit. Yeah, yeah, I have seen that. Which uh, admittedly, I looked at that and went, "Oh God, please don't let us do that." But yeah, I personally, I don't see Roof going to Rangers. I don't see him going to Scotland. I don't know because I dare say the thing for him is, uh, yes, he he could get a low end Premier League club, and I don't think it'd be much further than that. The, the appeal would be, one, he's probably going to triple his wage. Or wherever he goes, I imagine he'll triple his wage. He'll wages, at least triple he, his wage, because his current wage is very low. He's on, what, about eight grand a week or something? like. It's not high, because he's still on his original deal. Yeah, it might even be less than that, because I mean, we got him off Oxford. But, you know, at least going to Scotland, if you go to Rangers, at least you might get some Europa League football. Yeah, maybe. But, but outside of Rangers, I, I don't really see the attraction too much, but... And again, the, the the fee I'd kind of heard was again in the five million range, which which would be disappointing. It would be disappointing. It, it, it is the last year of his deal. Yeah, uh, and then there was one in that seemed to have a little bit of traction. Uh, Romain Sawyer's from Brentford, who he's always been a good, he's always looked a decent player, and apparently his chance creation stats and stuff like that are very good. Where where do you see him fitting into our team with the squad at the moment uh, if he came in? At the moment, it'd be an option at 10 or in the click roll. Because uh, I, I I apparently the fee would be, if it was to happen, apparently the fee's around £2 million, so you don't have to play every week for that money. True. I mean, I do. one of the things I have thought over the last few weeks is we do probably need a better backup at number 10. We still technically have, statistically, about the best number 10 in the league. <laughs> yeah. Jailbird Samu. Yeah, um, I haven't seen any pictures of him. Has he even come back for training? I assume not. Yeah. I assume he's still on the run. Yeah, it's... Uh, he's it, on the lap. It's a bit weird. Like, I I keep thinking, oh, well, maybe Hernandez will play there. But I genuinely think he's more creative when he plays off the right. I I agree with you. I think last season I I was a proponent of Hernandez at 10. But I think he does a lot more damage coming in from the kind of just giving that free roll out wide to to drift in and out. And one of the things I've always said is like fair play to him when he plays on the right, he does put a shift in defensively more than you'd expect a thirty-four-year-old Spanish winger to do. Yeah, and I think now the good thing is we probably have better coverage for him because I think even more so than last season now. He is not someone that should be playing every game. No, you, you don't. You're not going to get 42 starts out of Pablo Hernandez. No, and especially now you've got Clark, Harrison, Alioski, and and Costa. There is no. There are games you can look at. Just he doesn't even need to be on the bench. Just rest him. You know, yeah. realistically, uh, he doesn't need to be going to Luton. <laughs> no one needs to be going to Luton. Mate. <laughs> So yeah, I, th- I think towards the end of the season we were kind of short with the wingers, but that was a lot of that was also down to Leif Davis and Barry Douglas being injured at the same time, and then um, and then Ali Oscar getting injured. And to be fair, in all these wingers I keep mentioning, I've not mentioned Stuart Dallas. Yeah, Stuart Dallas, who is the backup for everyone. Yes. Well. If there is an injury and we have run out of players, Stuart Dallas will do that job. In fairness to him, his end of the season turned me round on him because I hated him at fullback for ages. Oh, it was until really the, especially the the this derby game, the second leg. I think we were all scarred from West Brom away. Yeah, but the last month he did fine when he played there. Yeah, but again, so at least we've got the numbers there. I think as number tens. As as it stands now, do you see it being Roof at ten and and Bamford as striker? If we keep everyone, Roof at ten, Bamford at striker is one of the options. I think Click will play at ten a fair bit, and I think Bogarts will be on the bench as the number ten option. Well, because because the other but one, but the other who... thing is Helder Costa uh, apparently has played there a fair bit, and we've got Tyler Roberts who's played there a few times now. 
Yeah, Tyler Roberts as well. I mean, Tyler Roberts should be higher up that list with where he played, but because he, I'm guessing he's got a knock because he hasn't played in either friendly. Mm, uh, bad influence. He's uh, he's actually going to leave for uh, five hundred thousand. What? Because of Christopher Daniels. <laughs> uh, I guess the only other thing to really talk about, uh, well, not even talk about because it's a friendly who gives a fuck, but we're off to Australia. As you do as a championship club. Yeah, uh, I think it's ne- uh, this coming Wednesday is Scum, and then the Saturday we'll play Western Sydney. I was really pissed off because I'm on nights next week, and then I remembered that it's the same week that Leeds are in Australia, so it's probably more convenient. Have we been building this up now for about 18 months? It's not quite that long, but it's seven or eight. Oh, no, it was definitely it was definitely at least last summer that this yeah. was around. Because this, this, I'm pretty sure this came out... I feel like it came out before Myanmar happened. Jesus. Not the, not the establishment of Myanmar. Yeah, not, not the genocide of the Rohingya Muslims. No, no, just, just when Leeds played... Two pointless friendlies there. All right, cool. Just just so we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, it'll be nice. I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see where. I'm guessing it'll be streamed through LUTV and maybe. I'm uh, hoping yeah, they, it'll be on it. they mentioned that it's on LUTV. I'm hoping it'll be on end up on ESPN Plus here or something like that because I think that's the sort of game that outside of the UK, I think we'll get some traction in some countries. Yeah, well, I think it says a lot about the way we are under BL. So that ESPN covered the five 0 friendly win over York. Oh, did they? Yeah, <laughs> oh, lovely. It it just says a lot. Uh, so so far, how uh, what would you give us transfer business out of ten? Up until the point Pontus went, it was all going really well. I was at an eight or a nine. That that's really dragged it down. Um, I say really dragged it. You know what? I'd give it a six and a half or a seven. I think there's still players we can bring in to strengthen. I think the big piece of news that will make us all relax a little bit more is is if and when Phillips signs a new contract. Yeah, if we could get Phillips and Roof onto new deals. I've got all right, I've got a question for you. Yep. Taking away not hoping, do you think Roof will be here on the first day of the season? Hmm. There's a thought. Uh, I'm going to go with yes, because I don't think Calvin Phillips will be. Oh, God. And I think that we'll use the money to sign him to a new deal. Oh. No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with... I, I honestly, I don't think they'll both be here. I think, so you think Phillips is gone then? No, because I, I could see Phillips signing a new deal and then Roof going. I just... I wish that it wasn't the case, but I can't see us giving two players 30 grand a week contracts. And I think that's what it's going to take. And we've said before, I think the issue is, I think Roof needs to play regularly, but Bamford's on big money. He's still got two or three years left on his deal. Mm. And given how he was last season, it's not, not that I don't, not that I think Leeds are looking to move him on anyway, but it's not like he's going anywhere, at least this year. So it's whether one there is truly a place in the team for Roof, and secondly, whether he's worth the money to do it. What I'm hoping, even if even if we don't actually bring in the centre back that I think we desperately need, I'm hoping that by getting rid of Saez, Anita, De Bock, O'Kane, all of them, just give that money to Roof for a three-year deal and Phillips for a five-year deal. It makes sense. Even if we end up with a small squad, because, like, oh, by the way, just a thing to say, have you seen the championship odds? Uh, no, I haven't. Leeds are five-to-one favourites to win the league. Why? I think that that might be, objectively speaking, the worst bet I've ever seen. Like, okay. I think that we probably, because we have Bielsa at the minute, I think that we'll do quite well. But when you look at our squad on paper, there is no way in hell we're favourites. No. I don't think so. I think we're a good each way bet. Not at five to one because you only get a quarter of the odds. Well, no, but I just meant yeah. generally. Yeah. Put it this way, I think that the like fifty to one you can get on us getting relegated is a better bet. I don't think either one of those two things is going to happen, but <laughs> I think that's a slightly better bet. I mean, that would be the way to cushion the blow, though, if you put a tenner on us to go down. I've put eight pound fifty on it already. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? 
If you lose, it's £8.50. If you win, at least you can cry into, you know, we'll just shot a 500 quid because I'm not doing that maths. Yeah, I um, I basically, I had a thing, I, I had a couple of bets and I had £108.50 in my account. So I put £8.50 on Leeds to get relegated because it covers my season ticket. There you go. Yeah. But um, So are you liable to get to watch the Australia games? I've I, I, a job on trying, I mean, I think for about 2am for us, so they'll be uh, what about eight pm nine uh, seven pm for you? I uh, might catch some of it, hopefully. Yeah, either I'll just sit through one of my practices and not do anything, which uh, you know I do that already, just standing. Yeah. Well, I think that'll about do us. We're about caught up. I'm not sure exactly when we'll be back. Probably just after Australia. Jack, before we sign off. I know it's a play you've you've been thinking a lot about, and I thought about him as well when I got into a YouTube black hole. Well, there's a lot of players that I think a lot about, you know, plenty of reasons. Stop myself from coming, loads of things. <laughs> so, in what I'm I'm wanting to turn into a a, a segment now for each podcast. Now that Click I'm News gonna... isn't funny anymore because he's actually good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to talk about. Very briefly, a random ex leads loney. Cool. I'm I'm fail I'm fairly sure, right? I'm not just saying this. Didn't talking shut do something like this at one point? I don't know. I should have listened to more episodes. I I I, I did listen to a few. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, they do a predictions contest. We were doing that before, and every, everyone does the same sort of thing. We're all talking about the same club, but I'm just saying that now so that we don't get stuff on Twitter. I think they did a similar thing. And yeah. Well, we stole it either way. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it better. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I'm probably going to do it worse, actually, but either way. So, chat, I'm going I'm to take you all the way back to, to one of my favourite seasons, the 98-99 season. Bear in mind, this is a low knee, a very rare thing in that day and age. 98-99, low knee. I'm going to take a shot at Willem Corston. It is Willem Corston. The Get Dutchman. <laughs> Set, seven appearances, two goals. Now, as best I'm aware... And I appreciate that loans did happen long before this time. He's definitely the first loan player I can think of playing for Leeds. That you can remember. I I yes. think that's true for me as well. There must I mean there must be other loan players, but for now, in my head, he's the first ever loan player we had. Yeah. Well we'll ask that we'll ask Dalton afterwards. Dutchman coming in out of nowhere, seven appearances, two goals, and then for some reason went to Spurs for one and a half million. Well, George Graham. Well, it wasn't George Graham that brought him in, though. This is the thing. He came in under O'Leary, was in the team when we won seven games in a row. And yeah, then we went to sign him and it Spurs offered about 200 grand more and he went there. Yeah, well, it might be that he uh, fancied London because I think that's one of the contributing factors for Janssen. Mm. Well, he then went to he went to Spurs. He was there for a couple of years, and what I didn't realize was that uh, after he'd finished at Spurs, he retired because of injury. He was retired at the age of twenty six, became a coach, and then went and played semi professional for a couple of years, and then retired again. Ah, right. So, uh, comes back, plays semi pro, and then goes again. The Matthew Jones. Yeah, yeah. He played in. It was like the fourth tier of of Dutch football. But yeah, he was always someone like he's. One of the players that I vividly remember because he, I'm pretty sure he got a goal in that Derby 4-1 game when Ian Hart scored that goal of the season with his right foot. That could be the case. I thought in my head, and I don't know, I thought that he scored both of his goals against Everton. No, I know I know that's definitely not the case. Okay, as I, I'm not going to look it up, so we'll find out on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. So I watched the, I watched this season review, and what I also realised is really difficult is watching that. At times, you just look and just think, "Ah, oh, Kewell, why did you have to fuck us over like you did?" Yeah, he was so good. Twat oh. oh, what a knobhead! Because yeah. he was so good, and that team, especially once O'Leary had taken over, it was great watching McPhail coming through, Woodgate coming in, Alan Smith's debut goal. It was just mad. Gunnar Haller scoring about six goals a season for some reason. Yeah. But, yeah, so there you go. Willem Corson, our random loney of, of the podcast. Cool. Well, uh, you can keep that going. Uh, and if you want to keep going in terms of finding out stuff about Leeds United, you can go to uh, at THIU, it's all LUFC, where the stuff we write goes up. 
Uh, we're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod. Uh, MightyWhitesPodcast.com is the website, which we hope is working again soon because we have to change all of our providers and all of that shit because that's a thought. Because we've had to do all of that shit, that means we started this two years ago. Yes. Happy second birthday. Yay. A podcast we've been running for two years and I've been in studio for maybe seven episodes. Yay. <laughs> uh, Yay for you, yes. <laughs> no, uh, so that'll do us for episode 50. I don't know exactly when we'll be back because schedules are a bit all over the place at the minute, but we will get at least one more in before the season starts and I would hope two. I would hope to get one in and then do a proper season preview. Yeah, I'm down to my last few weeks now working on summer camps and then basically once they finish I have most of my daytime free again to play football manager for the most part yeah. and Wimbledon's just about done so work will calm down a little bit I no one cares about Wimbledon that is true right anyway that'll do us uh, I'll see you in a bit bye see you later bye